My hair may be blonde, but my roots are all about family. I may not be homeless, but I damn sure am missing a few teeth. <laughs> you know, my favorite content is homeless but not toothless. It will never. And I got messages from people who are like, can you believe that like, people were laughing? And I was like, I am those people. What are we talking about? I was like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what? Who? What? It's because it kind of makes it seem like no matter what, we're going to ignore one of these problems. So it's like, right. OK, I'll just I'm I'm just at home nodding my head along with it. Let's, <laughs> let's go with it. OK, <laughs> it's so it is a wild take. I mean, listen, dental care is very important. Yes. But, but so is, you know, having a place to stay. Yes. And it does feel like this dentist <laughs> had a concert and, you know. God love a dreamer, but I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm not quite sure. It's very, I, you know what? When I picture a charity like this, I go, what city could this exist in? And then I go, <laughs> probably Beverly Hills. I think that's where that belongs. So it, it kind of, it doesn't make sense, but it makes all of the sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> My favorite part of it is Dorit realizing in real time that when these people are making fun of the charity, it will somehow find its way back to Sharon Stone. Yeah. So when Dorit is like, this is a serious charity, what she's thinking in her head is, Sharon Stone knocked on my motherfucking door and you bitches are not going to ruin this for me. Okay, yes. Casino. Casino. <laughs> a, a place that PK knows well. She is not yes. nothing is going to stand in the way of her burgeoning friendship with Sharon S. I feel like the other half of her brain was like, you know what? This is really hurting my chances to be a spokeswoman for Jamie Lee Curtis now. Like, you guys mm. can't do this. We've got, let's calm down. We're not going to talk about the charity. Oh, my God. You know what, guys? I'm already feeling hot and cold, so we might as well <laughs> get started. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode 337. Jesus fucking Christ. And I'm so excited to have a new guest on the People's People's Couch. You know him as host of Reality and Comedy. Comics 2, which is an interesting combination. Welcome to Andy's Girls, Kendrick Tucker. Kendrick, how are you? I am amazing now that I'm here. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I feel like we've just been like dancing in the DMs and just like mm. having the best time talking housewives yes. and stuff. So it's like we've we've made it official. This is our first date. This is fun. This <laughs> is our first date. I do have to say our first date, our precursor first date was a little bit of a movie night because I did actually watch... A, uh, l l let me Ooh. just say, I, I don't know a ton about comics and action movies and Marvel and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I have seen the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy nine million times. Okay. The last, especially the last movie in the trilogy. It's like truly... A, a genuine favorite movie, even though I don't understand who any of these people, people are. don't give it enough credit. It's, you know, they only focus on the dark night, but like Bane was a, that was a great movie. Oh yeah. And I, even though I'm literally about to fuck up the title, was it the dark night rises or the dark night also rises? Uh, just rises. Just rises. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always add also, and that's absolutely <laughs> wrong, but I'm like obsessed with ba like the whole thing and the mm -hmm. whole and what mm -hmm. <laughs> that is. Like, I'm actually into it, but I do have to say that I just watched, Spider-Man Far From Home. home. Oh, and so I the one where they're in Europe? 
sure. I wasn't. I was giving a solid 30% attention. And I was watching it because I heard, I don't even know if this is a spoiler, but spoiler if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, that the other spider people joined. And I was curious to see how that would pan out. And I... Okay. I thought that was so cute, but I don't understand anything that happened. Wait, this is going to kill you because you actually watched Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> the is names there also are so far from home? Yes. There's a homecoming, a far from home, and no, then a I No Way Home. No, I hate that. I had I no idea. I wouldn't have watched had I known. I wouldn't have watched. I wouldn't have done it. My I mom, wouldn't. I literally, like, I tried to get her to sit down, like, watch him with me. And when I told her the title, she's like, oh, no, I'm out because I will never remember this ever again. So I'm like, fine. That's fair. Fair criticism. <laughs> How does that series... Like, I, I know my generation, spiritually mid-20s plus, I know, I remember other Spider-Men. Mm -hmm. How does this current one measure up amongst the community? They're, they love them. They love Tom Holland as like, Spider-Man. They, this last movie, the one that you watched, made them really appreciate Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man yes. too, because they did not despite what people say, they did not appreciate him during his time. So now they love him and it's like making them watch like now the, the old ones are on uh, Netflix now. They've popped back mm. up and you know, it's, it's all good stuff. So he helped kind of like this resurgence of people like getting to know the ones that we grew up with. So it's, it's good. Mm. Good stuff. If you had to identify yourself by one Ooh. community, comics or Bravo Housewives, which would you, which oh, do you gosh. feel more connected to? That's such an unfair question, but welcome to Andy's Girls. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, oh, that's such a good question. You know what? I've been such an X-Man uh, fan growing up mm. that I love, like, they, there were so many, like, hidden meanings behind, like, the shows and the, the comics oh, and stuff like okay. that because they, like, they were, like, the ones that even though they were superheroes, like, putting their necks out there they were the ones that like people were still afraid of and not like you know it wasn't captain america or iron man it's like oh that big you know blue giant mm -hmm. thing is gonna help me and so it was like kind of like hidden like critiques on like the lgbtq community the black community during the civil rights because that's when they started so i've always loved them especially for that Ooh, but i'm also equally as much as i love that i'm just as much chaotic as some of these housewives are so <laughs> I don't know if you know, but you've probably seen me rant about it in my stories like a million times, but like, I love a good reality TV villain. Like it's, it's my, oh. my jam. I just, I do. I love it. And so like, I, I feel like it must've come from my childhood because I always was the one that was like, you know what? Maybe the Joker is just misunderstood. Like maybe they just don't appreciate this guy. Oh. So like, I'm, yeah, maybe we need to make, you might have do an episode like the psychology of Kendrick, because I don't know what that implies about me, but here we are. That's so interesting. And in the Housewives <laughs> universe, who are some of your favorite villains? Oh my god. So I'm like I'm obsessed with like the Green Eyed Bandits. Like I'm 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 I know oh, yeah. they're in the wrong all of the time, but like I just love the wrong and the mm. mess that they create. I love Candace Dillard. Like these like even like Kenya Moore. Like it's these people like they I don't know, they speak to me. I just like I'm like, leave them alone. I don't know. I just I I feel for them. I like them. <laughs> I feel like the interesting thing of that 
trio. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, there's a lot to say about Candace, but when it comes to like the Green Eye Bandits, it's hard for me to even consider them villains because they're so fucking likable. I just think they're so likable. Their home lives are like so. It just makes you like the kids make you love them more. It's mm. I I didn't consider them villains until I got online. I was reading other people's comments. I was like, oh oh, but that happens most times when I'm watching reality TV. Like I'm like, oh nowadays I'm like, okay. That's someone I love. They must be the villain of this story. Like I, mu- mm. I must just be like retelling this in my own mind. So I got to be checked a lot of the time. And with Kenya, that's such an interesting pick. I mean, Kenya's <laughs> in my housewives top five. Oh yes. I think she's. There's like a sense of um, for me, even in processing it, rewriting what it means to be a villain in my head, because there's such an obvious negative connotation, Mm -hmm. but there's so much power in that kind of role. How does it affect you when the unlikability of a villain archetype on Housewives changes? Oh, so I'm the person I I do have to tell everyone all the time. I'm I consider myself like one of the fairest people on the planet. So like okay. I'm the person I do like I love the mess you keep up. But when you're wrong, you're wrong. Like <laughs> I'm I I am conscious enough to like say that you're wrong in that. So we're witnessing Kenya more like go through this season of kind of like she's fun Kenya more. She's not necessarily the one that keeps up the mess. Now that is it seems like it's solely transferred to Marlo and she is more than happy to take on the job. So, you know, she's doing what she does and I kind of, I kind of love it. So I know that stays between us. Um, (laughs) So I'm like, I, it's such a a weird, you know, feeling when the person that you thought was the villain all this time is, okay, wait, let me bounce something kind of back at you because one of my top five all time who I've always loved and who kept me kind of, from loving Kenya for so long, but then I finally was like, okay, I can't have my love for this woman anymore. Portia Williams, Mm -hmm. do we consider her a villain nowadays or is she still one of the heroes that we champion for? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's hard because I didn't watch the spinoff. Okay, then you were saved. I watched it. I love the mess. I get to hide from it. Like, (laughs) honestly, like, it's sort of a self-protective manipulative mechanism that Mm -hmm. I can be like, oh, I didn't watch it. So I don't know what you're talking about. Smart. Because I was the person online. I'm like, okay. They were like, they know how much I love Portia. So they were like, every single week, are you defending her? I'm like, no, I'm not (sighs) defending her. I just think it's entertainment. Like, I'm loving the show. The show was a pure mess it was such a mess that i really do hope they get a season two because i need <laughs> to unpack this mess even more it's what you know have you ever seen like when you get introduced to like a character's family and then mm-hmm. you kind of understand like oh okay like you make a lot more sense now that i see who's been around you your entire life that's the case with portia because the entire family just a tad bit unhinged kind of like she is and you 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 get the explosive reactions and everything so you i almost want to tell you to go back and watch it one day but i also like the veil that you have around yourself to where you can kind of you know you can say i've never seen it I mean, I kind of do like, I like the fact, I heard it was a shit show, to be honest. Absolutely. I'm I'm okay not experiencing it, because I don't know that I would, like, consider it good TV, number one. Mm -hmm. But number two, I am able to be like, well, I don't know what really happened. I've only seen a couple (laughs) clips, so there we go. Oh, it's it's rough, but I I still consider myself, she's still in my, my, like, my top. I love Portia. Mm. She's, like... 
I need to do like a definitive housewives ranking. I've kind of adopted the model of, um, you know, your starting five, your lineup to where, you know, you can, you can sub someone out when they have a bad season. We'll just put you on the bench and then we'll bring someone else in. So like usually the green eye band is they're there for life. Kenya Moore kind of has a, a place in there. Um, I, it's only been three seasons, but boy, oh boy, do I love Garcelle. Like I can't, oh you know, Oh my God, I know. And then we get into like the, the icons that have been doing it for so long that kind of like revolutionize mm-hmm. the franchise. I try not to include them so much like the, the Nini's, the Teresa's, the Bethany's mm. because I, I don't know how everyone feels about Bethany, but I, I get in a little trouble for that too. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I try not to include them when I talk, you know, just because they're always on the Mount Rushmore. Right. So I try to, you know, give you other people, but I don't know. Porsche's still up there for me. It's a mess. It's a mess. I know it people, but it was one that I watched every Sunday. I can't lie. How did Simon come across on the show? Strangely enough, super likable. Really? Of, of the entire cast, he was hands down the most grounded person on the show. Like, even during, like, there was a big, like, explosive fight during, I think it was, like, season, I know, I'm sorry, episode either six or the last one. It was somewhere, like, because okay. I think there were only, like, seven episodes, seven or eight right. episodes. So um, I think it was one of those last two episodes. But even then, like, Dennis was, like, acting wild. Portia was acting wild. Dennis like, was, was? Oh, Dennis. Like, he, oh, it was a mess because his mom was involved and everything. Oh, you, okay. It's a mess. But, like, Simon was literally the one standing behind them, like, you guys, let's just talk about this later. This isn't the appropriate setting. We've got to kind of, you know, calm down first, cooler heads. And it was very shocking because we all kind of want to come in as being like, oh, my God, you're the, the spawn of Satan. And, you know, what do we think of you? But then, like, uh, once again, it kind of shows you, like, her family, it kind of making him seem like this angel guy. It's like, oh, boy. Wow. Mm. That is so surprising to me. Mm-hmm. It's weird. <laughs> Can I ask you, this is so interesting because I love that your interest and your passion for certain housewives personalities and you're bringing up some really famous housewives archetypes, the Mount Mm -hmm. Rushmore, as it were, because she's been so much in the news lately and and in the hair. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Teresa V. Melis? Okay. (laughs) Jersey, the Jersey fandom is one that I literally, like, I post my memes, my funny memes. I'm just like, okay, here you go. And then I back away. Because the yeah. Jersey fandom is kind They're of a intense. different, it, it's it's a different beast. Like, I, you know, they, they're pretty rowdy sometimes. So, mm-hmm. I, I've always been of the camp that I'm more of a tree hugger than mm-hmm. a, a Melissa Gorga fan. Just because... <laughs> I'm that person, if you you know my favorite kind of housewives, then you know I'm the person that, like, you don't necessarily, you're not right in the situation, but you, like, consciously try to drive the story forward so that we're not stuck in the same thing for Mm -hmm. so long. And so I feel like Jersey really kind of hinges every season on Teresa, whether she's there or not. Like, we're not going to see it without Teresa because what might we, you know, I don't know what that would even look like. So mm-hmm. I always just kind of give it to Teresa and like, no matter what, even though once again, I try to be fair. I'm more than conscious enough to recognize that nine out of 10 situations, Teresa's wrong. She is. We, we know this. That's not like a, you know, there wasn't mm. a Shakespearean line. Like we, we, we know this, <laughs> we all know this, but I just, 
for entertainment value's sake, I just appreciate these kind of characters so much that I usually will keep it in the context of the show and be like, she's kind of moving it forward, so I'm okay with the mess that she's keeping up. That's so interesting because <laughs> when it comes to moving the story forward, regardless of how you feel about a specific housewife, I can't help but think about some shit that Lisa Rinna has posted on social even maybe today that I only saw because of reposting because that fucking woman blocked me which is so (laughs) annoying for defending Garcelle I got motherfucking blocked which is the the worst thing that can happen to a content creator because then I can't actually access her content I'm so pissed about it every day she's one of the ones that I do not like there are certain housewives there are so many that I do follow like, I try to follow every single one so I can keep up. Oh, wow. But there are certain ones when I see, like, so much behavior so often, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, you for my own mental health, you've got to get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. I can't keep this. There was a point where, like, she was posting, like, two dance videos a day. And Oof. then it got to the point where it was, it, it, was, it, it became a lot. So I was like, okay, I've got to tap out of this. And then the on-the-show behavior plus the, the stuff that I was seeing reposted, I was like, okay, I'm glad I bowed out when I did because I don't know if I can handle this Lisa Renna. I, I can't do that. Well, I find that really interesting in, especially in light of a video that she posted, I think today, but again, couldn't really tell you for sure. Cause I can't <laughs> actually access her channels, but it's, it was some video where she says something along the lines of like, people are too sensitive. Like the way that you're coming after me, I was meaner in seasons past. And I'm curious for your reaction to that noting that your choices and your interests lie in a certain sensibility about respecting villains, not every villain, but Mm -hmm. I'm curious for what your reaction is to, to what Lisa said. So usually for me there, I'm glad you asked me this because there is a fine line for me. Yes. So a lot of people ask me, they're like, Oh, so you must love like a a Lisa Renna or a, a this person or that person. And I'm like, no, I actually don't because the villains that I do love, I feel like are instrumental to everything going on every mm. single time. So like you can, every season you can kind of point out what Kenya does. Kenya, no matter what, she's going to be there. She's going to ask the questions mm-hmm. on camera that others might shy away from. Yep. She's going to keep it going. Green Eye, Giselle Bryant. Oh my God. If she was not there to drive the Potomac ship, that would be an entirely different show. Oof. So, it, you know, but I feel like Lisa Renna has truly lost herself on camera. I used mm-hmm. to love Lisa Renna, uh, to be honest. I really, I used to love her, but these past couple seasons, she's truly, I don't know what character she's become, but I almost feel like this might seem like the most random comparison. Can't but wait. But I feel like she's going the Dorinda route, whereas I feel like Dorinda let the fans craft her on-screen personality to where I feel like they loved like some of the main stuff she would say early on and so like it started to intensify as the seasons went on to the point where it got so mean that they turned on her I feel like Lisa Renna sees people saying like saw people for a certain time saying like yeah own it and doing her catchphrases and you know she was the character that you could mimic and they were all such characters like you know Erica Jane and you know Kath you can imitate everyone but it's gotten to the point where Lisa Renna her personality is so unrecognizable and it feels like everything she does is a stunt. So it's like, I don't want to be able to tell that you're driving the ship. I want you to do it naturally. I want you to be, have the personality type where 
when I look back, like after a, so many episodes and I see a conflict arise, I think back like, oh my God, that was because Giselle mm-hmm. said this at the dinner with Ashley and it's all ricocheted into this, mo-, like that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I don't know it. One of the things that drives me the most crazy is I will take Sudden and Lisa Renner, for example. Mm-hmm. I hate it when two people get together and every time they get together, it's kumbaya. Oh my God, I love you. I don't know why we fight so much. Let's stop this. But then when that person gets an audience, it's an entirely different story. And I feel like that's what Lisa Renner does a lot of the time. And so it's like, what are we, are we playing up for cameras? Like, what are we doing? It, it, at that point, it feels like to me that you've maybe overstayed your welcome on the show. Like maybe you just need to kind of explore other avenues because it's becoming way too scripted for you. Like you, you produce yourself, you produce the show. Let's move away from that because we have so many people on here that are so natural in front of the camera that you doing all of this almost hinders them sometimes. (sighs) So many good points. No, I love it. But, and and from Rinna's perspective of there's just a sensitivity chip. That's like, it's not that it's missing. It's that it's an overdrive according to Rinna and Mm -hmm. people that I'm seeing on social agree with her. What's your response to the sense? It's not so much sensitivity. It's really effectiveness. So my whole, my kind of philosophy is people use the sensitivity card when they don't like being held accountable for their bad Mm. actions. So I feel like Lisa Renner is one where if she could, she would still be like spreading rumors about Kim Richards, like drug use and like this kind of stuff. If she could nearly dying, nearly dying, she literally (laughs) said she's on death's door. Yes. I feel like she would still be doing it if she could. And it's like, first of all, we can't like champion like people, you know, calling out people like Andrew Tate and all this kind of stuff, like these hateful people online, but then let Lisa Renner, run amok in the way that like she oh runs amok God. sometimes i know that's a weird comparison between the that two but, like, a wild I gra- comparison, but, but keep, keep going keep going i know but, oh, you know okay. i grab from everywhere I'm gonna, I'm gonna sip my tea i'm gonna sip my tea but she i feel like she like her brand of like being a reality star is almost to the point where now it's she's scared of some people on the show, but she targets the weaker people in a sense. Not weaker, but mm-hmm. ones that she doesn't think will put up much of a fight. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to have like this much smoke with like a, a Garcelle, then maybe, I, or it's someone in your own crew, if you had this much smoke with calling out Erica Jane or calling out Kyle Richards when they do wrong, then fine. I'd be totally okay with Lisa Renner sticking around, but it I hate the like leaning on oh, everyone's so sensitive now when it's like, no, we're not sensitive. We Everyone has social media. People are able to like actually voice why they think you're a sucky person. Like, it's not that we're sensitive. It's just that like, no, more people are telling you, hey, that's a terrible reaction to something. That's a horrible way of like treating other people. How about we stop that? And then you just being like, oh no, you're all just too sensitive. So to me, there's no talking to you. There's no, I'm okay with the villain being there if they like want to do their redemption arc at some point, but I don't Mm -hmm. feel like she ever wants to move into that lane. I feel like she's totally comfortable in the lane she's in. And it's one that nobody is really entertained with anymore. Do you think that she has truly changed as a person in the course over the course of the last couple seasons? Or is it that (sighs) she's so dependent on the show now that that has Mm -hmm. kind of seeped into her marrow in a way that's not necessarily productive, but sort of inevitable? Yes, absolutely. It's the show has 
completely changed her. And it changes a lot of people. You know, like, people... You know, once they see like the check clear from Bravo, of then, course. You know, you know, how could it not? And right, the fame, they're like, oh god, you know, I've yeah, got absolutely. <laughs> right, something in savings now, like that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so I don't, I don't have to do Depends commercials anymore. This is great. <laughs> oh my so, god, I'll shit in a diaper for a lot less than a right. mile. You just let me know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so, like, we expected to change you, but like, it feels like she's completely like I still see. Giselle Bryant season one is still Giselle Bryant season seven. Absolutely. It just might be a more heightened version of herself because she knows like what her role is on the show. She knows what she wants to do, et cetera, et cetera. Lisa Renna, I genuinely can't pin down who she is anymore. And I feel like that's, it gets to the point where I always say the worst place you can be is like, you know, I feel like you, to be a forgettable character, is a sin in itself. And like, that's someone that probably won't last too long, but to then become someone who we don't know how to process you at all Mm -hmm. is also a dangerous place to be. And I don't know if I can process her in any regard anymore. The only way I now only see her as like a parrot for Erica, almost like Erica comes to a scene, she shows out and then she has Lisa Renner right there saying, yeah, cause you did that. Why do you do that? You know, that kind of, and, it's like, well, you used to be the one that would, like, help drive the scenes, but now you're the person that's completely in the background egging on the next villain, egging on your replacement, which is weird. But, I, I mean, if you like it, I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I and I see that coming out a lot with everything and the way that she's trying to leverage Diana's entry into the mm-hmm. show to fuck with Garcelle, where it's like, okay, you're – it's it gets so complicated and it feels um not distorted but it feels odd for me to even try to like process aloud the ways that she's discussing her experience processing grief on the show mm-hmm. versus like actively processing grief versus the sh- on the show and everything that comes with it but the way that she kind of turned not even kind of the way that she turned to Garcelle in that moment and was like are you hearing her where she was trying to school Garcelle in how to listen to and or have empathy for Diana? I thought it was I, I don't know. It's like a hard thing because I, I don't appreciate it as a moment. <laughs> but like I wish I did where I'm just watching this person. And I just wonder, like, do you believe? I don't think that Rena believes it, but that's not entertaining enough anymore. Right. It's weird because, so that would be, like, a great moment if we were seeing her change, like, throughout the season. But literally, moments before that, she was shouting across the table at uh, Sutton. So it's like... Do you hear her? No, I don't hear her because you're screaming over her. I can't hear what she's saying. So it's like... I. I feel like the reason Diana really bit herself like kind of in the foot with this is she came on and the way it was presented to the fans, I feel like we now have had reality TV in front of us for so long Mm -hmm. that the way we gauge certain things now is really, it really depends on how you edit the situation. It might not be Mm -hmm. true, might not. We have a great level of discernment, but certain things, the way they're presented to us, we don't know, you know, it, it, it leaves a funny taste in our mouth. Mm-hmm. So when Diana came, we saw her at this, um, what was it? Harry Hamblin's birthday party. And she's just sitting there. And the way they made it seem was 
even though they didn't say it in so many words, it felt like her role in this situation was to say how often Lisa Renna and Harry Hamblin come to the foundation, come to this. They're always invited. They always have a table. So they, it almost like they were, she was set up for failure because clearly most of the fans are team Garcelle slash Sutton. Like that's just kind of the way it is. When you put in this absolutely new person and it feels like they're doing someone else's bidding, wrong place to be. Because now everything you do going forward, we're kind of looking at you a little side-eyed. Like, mm-hmm. who's, who's saying this? Is it you or is it actually Lisa Renna or Erica Jane or whoever it is that you're vacationing with and then going to the airport and getting, a, <laughs> uh, <laughs> getting mm-hmm. uh, you know, some, some paperwork. So, <sighs> And I feel like that's the kind of breakdown for a lot of listener, a lot of, yeah, maybe AGs or a, a lot of just in general Housewives mm-hmm. viewers, which was a moment that Garcelle unpacked, I think, on the last episode when she was describing her friendship with and support of Sun in saying, you know, if someone was an asshole to my friend or an asshole to anyone, I wouldn't want to be friends with that person. And yet we're watching this like very strange dance between Erica and the rest of the Fox Force and then anyone outside of that, which is watching Erica consistently misbehave and then say it was only three times as if like that's in any way an (laughs) indicator of like a person's goodness because it was less than four. Right. but we're watching this woman treat other people in a way that's like incredibly inappropriate, mm-hmm. inappropriate and like just genuinely poorly. And their defense of her versus their lack of understanding or nuance around Sutton is just so. It's jarring. Not, it's, it's jarring. <laughs> the mm-hmm. measurement scale inequity is incredibly jarring. And that's about mm-hmm. Sutton, let alone the ways that they discuss and criticize Garcelle. Right. It is, it's a lot. And I feel like what gets lost, uh, going back to like the, the, uh, Garcelle saying that, you know, uh, why would I want to be friends with someone? Right. If you, you know, you're treating her terribly. It's also one of the things that gets lost is, okay, Erica, it might've been three times, but one of those three times you cursed out my son. So like, why would I not? It feels natural for me that the next logical step for Garcelle is I've never seen her like this. Why is she acting this way? The only thing that I see as a new factor is the constant drinking that I'm seeing at these parties or on the boat and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like a stretch for me for Garcelle to sit and say, do you think Erica is like exhibiting any kind of problems since like now she's escalated to cursing out my child at a, at, a, at a party that they were allowed at. So it wasn't like an adult-only party where it was, you know, like everyone's drinking, ruckus, having a good time. But like my family and kids, co-workers, like everyone mm-hmm. was here. And the way you acted was extremely inappropriate. So my interactions with you may be entirely different than they are with Sutton, but Sutton has only treated my child with respect. Sutton only treats me well like i can't Mm -hmm. say the same for everyone else in this group so it their arguments to me are so lopsided because it's like they're purposely choosing to like you get like a syllabus from your professor and you're just like choosing to say you know what i'll show up for that final exam and you don't realize that like 
showing up for class or participation is like 75% of the grade and you're <laughs> still expecting to pass. It's weird. It is. And it also makes me think even a little bit of Garcelle's conversations with Crystal where she's like, I want you to tell me exactly what Sutton said because I consider this person a friend. And if she's saying things that are very dark and problematic, I feel like I have the right to know that because I want to be able to make my own determination of the ways that I trust and respect this person and have them in my life. Because to Garcelle, I think that friendship to her is in many ways the way a lot of us look at friendship as a mm-hmm. reflection of our own selves. Where yes. And plus you add in TV where it's like this person is representing in some ways the choices that I have made to have them in my life. So if someone is doing something that goes counter to that, I feel like I have the right to know what that is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's, it's something that's going to be purposely lost on 50% of this cast because mm-hmm. if they had to admit that like one of their own was incorrect, they mm-hmm. know that that's a division they can't come back from because I feel like the Fox Sports 5, no matter what the situation, they feel like they need to be in 100% support of each other, 100% defense of that person as opposed to the other group. Like they're gonna, mm-hmm. they know that it's like, they treat every scene as if it's a war zone and they have to come in with their, like, you know, I know she cursed out your child. I know this and that, but I'm also going to laugh with my husband about it with another member of the Fox Force five, because you're not in this Alliance. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that Garcelle, Garcelle, one of the reasons she's such a great housewife is because it almost feels like you, the, the viewer of the show, is on the show because she says every, Mm. for the first time, I feel like in Beverly Hills history, she's saying exactly what we're saying. They Mm -hmm. like spend so much time kind of almost creating every narrative and every scene on the show to where we finally have someone that's like, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing that? Why are you saying that? Why are you acting like that? And it's what we've been shouting at our screens for so long. So for them to like, I'm so glad she finally had that moment of saying, you know what? I know Erica. I know that uh, you know all of them much more than you know me. I know that you say it every time. That's the way you present to all of us. So don't act like sudden is the reason I can't get close to you. You created a barrier the entire time I've been on this show and you've let Mm. me know this is the cool girls club. You're not in it. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. 
Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. My oh. God, that is, I mean... <laughs> absolutely 1000% cosign and it's an odd experience for me to even think about this because last night I slept on the couch in my living room there was a thank you it was not as comfortable as I was thinking it for me when I brought out my comforter but I was a, a witness to a possible a murder situation that was not actually a murder against a bird that the pigeon the, there was a pigeon <laughs> that I discussed on my social media yes. I thought that a pigeon was trapped in my air conditioning unit it turns out it was just up to some interesting stuff underneath <laughs> the unit but as a result 
didn't want to turn on my AC yes. and possibly inadvertently murder this bird. So I yes. spent the night on my couch before my beloved um, building uncle Fabio, my super love of my life, came over this morning to assure me that the bird was not, in fact, tracked in my air conditioning unit. It was just <laughs> screaming like it was being murdered. I've been enthralled fun. in this story on social media. Oh I just want God. you to know. It's been thrilling Thank to me. Thank you. It has been a trauma. I was like, when Fabio arrived, because yesterday he was sending me bird emoji. He was like, there's no bird being murdered. They're there. Things are happening. But like, it's not inside your air conditioning unit. And I was like, Fabio, this hashtag, this is a crisis. Like, <laughs> we see each other. There is a bird that is literally being butchered inside because all I could hear was like the screaming. And I think that was just, you know, people have different ways of expressing love. And mm -hmm. I think that there was, there was another bird that was there. And I think that there was something that was happening and I couldn't see, I couldn't actually see outside yes. the, the unit, um, which is of course street facing. So I was like, I don't want people to die if I try to take down this AC, but also I don't want the bird to die either. Anyway, so I spent the night on my couch um, hiding from my bedroom and the potential crime in play. Uh, but I decided, oddly enough, to watch a couple random episodes of BH season 10 and like the mm. Kyle argument at Denise's barbecue and some other shit. And I was thinking to myself, my God, I forgot this tension that exists and how undone Kyle was and how much I enjoyed that, I think, in the <laughs> moment. And certainly now that she felt uncomfortable and somewhat awkward and how important it is as a Kyle fan to see Kyle <laughs> upset. Like, that's yes. genuinely very important, for, I think, yes. for, the, for the health of the show. But then as the episodes went along, I was like, oh, OK, now I remember. This is why it needs to stop pre-Brandy reveal because the Fox Force assembled against Denise in such a way when even when Denise was saying there is a reason my kids aren't at this other barbecue event because I was uncomfortable with what you guys were talking about in front of my children and their friends. Mm -hmm. And the way that the Fox Force understood what she was saying and then gaslit and manipulated the absolute fuck out of her yep. was so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And then I remember what's happening this season and I'm like, Okay, so we just learned the wrong lessons from this because prior to or the right lessons in order to protect myself so that I won't be targeted, I'm just going to be a part of this seemingly foundational base and nothing will impact our whatever again, which I think was the lesson that they rightly learned to protect themselves, but it's having just such a terrible impact on you know, the ways that we're watching this show now. It is. And I honestly, every time somebody asks me, how do you think we fix like this problem? Cause I, I was mm. very, I was very vocal about people saying like, Oh my God, Beverly Hills is the greatest show on TV coming into this season. Greatest show. I love it so much. Oh my God. I'm like, you got to realize this past season was an anomaly. No one's going to get like sued and like have such a fall from grace 
again on this show unless like I'm not. Gonna, I mean, I'm not, but BCC Jen Shaw, anything is possible, right? I'm about to say I don't. You know, with Bravo, if you, you never believe, know. But, <laughs> right? No, hundred percent. You never know. But we, I last season was an anomaly. That was like appointment television. I had to like temper expectations. Like we're not going to see that again. Mm. I, and so people ask me now, like. So how do you think going forward we fix this show? Because obviously the Fox Sports 5 is going to get together. They're going to produce. They're going to gaslight. It's going to be more of them. They're going to make the others like appear as if they have no idea what they're talking about or what they're doing as if they're wrong in every situation. And the only thing I honestly can think of, I think at least half of them have to go. Not half of the Housewives, but half of the Fox Sports 5 wow. at least. I think at least they have to bring in maybe some new... I'm, I'm okay with new people coming in, like, uh, uh, I don't know, whoever comes in. But at least that way, if they do, like, get them in the Fox Sports 5, these new people, I think that they at least stand a chance of befriending the other girls, too. To where it won't be such a, oh, no, I'm with you. And no matter what Garcelle, Sutton, Crystal, uh, Kathy, uh, Cherie try to say to me, I'm on your team no matter what. And so I feel like they need more. Oh, this this is going to be a wild statement. So just okay. bear with me. Okay, I'm here. I feel like they need like a West Coast version but a variation of like a Jennifer Aiden, a housewife that has nothing to lose. So who will do anything, but one that is willing to go between the groups, not mm. stick firmly on one side, but is actually willing to form friendships with whoever and let conflict arise naturally. I love a housewife that has nothing to lose. That's my favorite kind of new housewife that comes in and she's willing to like, throw it all out there and they're like whoa grenades everywhere what is happening mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay you're the love of my life i love you you're my new favorite <laughs> you're in my top 10 now so <laughs> i'm a weird jennifer aiden fan i do love J this past season a little weird because she was kind of you mm -hmm. know she was she, on the defense of a lot right. yeah there was a lot a going on marriage stuff. a lot yep, going yep, yep. on yeah and but i they need a not necessarily a jennifer aiden but they need some more impartial people that I think, I think the Fox Sports 5 is kind of hindering them so much on this show to where it's becoming overproduced in a way that our favorite kind of conflict as Housewives fans are the ones, they might even be petty, might be petty arguments or petty conflict, but they arise naturally. They arise because like we can relate to stuff like, I don't know. I don't know why this example comes to my head, but I think about when uh, Sonia, when they went to pick her up, and she had them waiting in the, the uh, foyer of her house and would not oh, let yeah. them in. Oh like, my god! Such a random scene, but like no, but an iconic delay. An yes. iconic delay. Yeah. So like such a petty scene though, but like mm -hmm. it, you you still find yourself being like, oh no, that's wrong. No, Sonia, don't do that. They came to your house. They came to you know, like you still firmly take a stance, mm -hmm. but it's not to where you have to be like, okay, what are we even watching anymore? Like this feels, this almost feels like I'm watching like, uh, I was going to say industry on HBO, but I know, I know how you feel about that show. We have a show. difference I'm of opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we have a difference of opinion. Yes. I feel like I'm being punished enough with VH right now. I'm okay. I'm, a, I'm okay. I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. It feels like we're out. watching something super scripted also. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, I, but I hear you. And it's also, mm. it's tough. Danny Pellegrino tweeted something that I'm absolutely going to fuck up, but it's something along the lines of like, <laughs> 
what BH is getting wrong now is the ways that conflict resolution and alliances can change so easily with, yes. uh, you know, a little bit of a je ne sais quoi, chic, c'est la vie mm-hmm. on Atlanta. The way that Kenya can get into an argument with someone and you can still see bonding and furthering of story. The way that you see that with Lou and with Sonia and we're mm-hmm. not getting that on BH. It's either that they are unwilling to or unable to and it's like does it matter does the difference matter Mm -hmm. unwilling or unable if the story is not moving forward perfect example you obviously candy and kenya amazing friends we know Uh, that they're a unit they love each other yes but candy and kenya will get into it if Mm -hmm. one of the other one of them feels like the other one is wrong they have no issue with that that's what's lacking on Beverly Hills. I'm okay with y'all being like obviously this close little group, but when it gets to the point where you're unwilling to call out your friends wrong, that's where it becomes weird to me. Candy and Kenya had a whole blowout at a candle making event because mm-hmm. they felt like vibrating panties and Broadway and bicycle. Like it was a lot. So it's, I, I love the fact that they can call each other out and still like the next day go out to dinner and just like put it behind them. That's what they need on the West Coast. Conversely, what Marlo tried to do on Atlanta this week, which was to just sort of be like, we're cool now, yes. didn't work out because it didn't feel artificial. So it, there, it's not just about like moving on for the sake of moving mm-hmm. on. There needs to be a sense of groundedness in the ways that people yes. either take responsibility for their behavior or not. And if there's no groundedness and that's just, again, the archetype that you're playing, the kind of person that, that you are, the ways that you've you know decided to navigate housewives and that is what it is but on beverly hills it's like they're not Uh even taking that step or if they are it just feels incredibly fumbled it's i'm glad you said that is an amazing point because like had marlo if marlo was like arguing about like vibrating panties with candy they probably could have like gotten right past it the next day but Marlo will always go like 17 steps too far. Yeah. Will bring up parents, children, like everybody, and then just expect to like move on the next day. It's like, I'm not okay with you right now. This is going to take a while. We're not just going to move past that. Like you didn't just call my mom or, you know, you didn't just say this about my kids or something like that. Not going to happen. Sorry. And, (laughs) And what was Todd was like, we just need to like, I forget. He didn't even say like, shut the fuck up. But it was like some kind of like innocuous, like we need to move forward. And then Marlo chose that moment to say, don't swear at me. I was thinking to myself, <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind? This man is giving you so much grace and you're mm-hmm. focusing on a swear word. Do you remember what you said to and about this man? Not even 24 hours before. What right. the fuck? They li- <laughs> Marlo, (laughs) I can't help but to be so entertained by Marlo because it feels like Marlo is literally on another planet and Mm. her, her like whole belief system is so founded in other things that aren't Mm. ours that it's worth like, (laughs) I love like literally none of ours. (laughs) And I love that my favorite moments were like on this past episode was like her, like 
explaining her point of view to Moneta, and Moneta just kind of sitting there like, yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Marlo, nobody agrees with you. Like, that's, that's not going to happen, but I applaud you for trying anyway. Oh, boy. <laughs> How do you think the reunion is going to work for Marlo? Ooh, I think it's going to be a fun time for the viewers, is what I think. Do you think so? <laughs> yeah, I think this reunion is going to be amazing. Last season... I felt like Portia and Kenya both were trying to be so civil the entire time. They both mm-hmm. want to appear to be the bigger person to where like a lot of stuff fell flat at their reunion. And it really didn't get like amped up until like all of the 27 friends that were on the show came mm-hmm. out to join the cast. But this time there have been, this is what, this is why like this season of Atlanta, I feel like was so good because if you think back to like where it began and where it is now, there have been so many different arguments amongst the cast. Like we started mm-hmm. off Drew and Sheree. Now they seem to be okay. Drew and Sanya, they seem to be okay. Mm-hmm. Sheree and uh, Candy, they seem, you know, it's like it's so much stuff to where they're watching these episodes and they're tweeting live and it seems like they're still mad about it. So they're going to go into this reunion. Atlanta is very good about... Atlanta in general, because Married to Medicine too, that cast is very good about receipts. Ooh. I love, we love receipts. Yes. And they are the best with like pulling up old tweets out of their phones. Like they, I feel like if, if Kenya's like me, she has a section in her phone that's like titled like receipts or something like that. And she just <laughs> saves things in there all day to where she can come back like, well, you actually said on this day and this time and she can go, you know, go about it in the tech, whoever. So this reunion I think that Marlo is going to, this sounds so dumb, but she's going to be forced to go below the belt because she verbally cannot keep up with a Kenya. Mm-hmm. Kenya, her like style of fighting is to like wrap you under the table with her vocabulary, her quick wit and everything. And Marlo is just like, well, I hate your mom. And it's like, it's like, oh, okay, that's not nice. But, you know, still, let's leave my mom out of it and let's get to back to the, the actual issue. She gets good zingers in there, but... Marlo's going to have to, I don't know. She's going to have to really come prepared. Like, I don't think she's been prepared on this show since probably that season four reunion when her and Candy got into it very badly. Did you, were you, you were always watching, weren't you? Oh yeah. I've seen every, I've seen every episode of every season, at least twice minus the forgotten okay. season of Orange County. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we don't speak about those. We yeah. don't speak about it. <laughs> it's a lost season. Lost to the world. That back, uh, that season four reunion, I think it was Marlo's first season. So they've literally been having this argument for a decade now. But that first season where like Kenya was, well, no, Candy was like, no, I just think Marlo, you know, I feel like she was trying to egg up the drama between me and Kim because, you know, she's saying, uh, she kept saying Big Papa, Big Papa. Mm. And she was trying to say that to get me mad at Kim. And then Marlo just out of the blue comes out of there. Well, don't you have a new boyfriend that your mom hates and he drives your car and he has to live with you because they have his own house. And it's mm. like, Whoa, like, where did all that? That seems like tomato tomato. Like, what are we doing? Like, that seems like leagues away from each other. So like Marlo always comes in hot, but I don't know with K- Kenya wasn't on the show back then. So I don't know if she'll be able to, I think we've seen Marlo lose every reunion tip she's had with Kenya. So she'll have to really come prepared to this one. 
And I wonder what preparation looks like for Marlo. I think for her, right. it really is just coming as low as humanly possible and then saying, well, mm-hmm. you deserved it because you got me mad. Exactly. I don't know what her, because pre- I feel like the, <laughs> Kenya might not have to do as much prep work, but I feel like she still likes to go through the season, examine it with a fine tooth comb and like mm-hmm. pick out tweets and everything. Cause she's the one, she's really good for saying like, well, if that's the case, then you wouldn't have tweeted that so-and-so said like say it word mm-hmm. for word. So Marlo has to do her homework. Like she needs to go to like Harvard law for like a semester, like take the L woods <laughs> route and like, <laughs> she's got to figure it out because I don't know what we're going to do after that. <laughs> I mean, not just Marlo, but her new best friend, Sonia, that moment yeah. of like, prove it. Um, I'm going to need to take a second. No, you can't do that with Kenya. Kenya's no. being nice in this moment, sweetie. She's giving mm-hmm. you the opportunity to potentially drag her because she knows and everybody else knows it. that's not going to happen, but she's still offering you the opportunity. I mean, I, yeah, it's like a <laughs> relay, but she's just tripping. My goodness. She, I don't know what it is about. I almost, I don't know if this makes Sonya a bad housewife or a fantastic housewife with how mm. badly she articulates herself sometimes with her points because you take it all the way back to like when her and Drew were into it. Mm-hmm. Drew constantly had to tell her like, what are you talking about? Like, did not, I don't remember any of this. Like, what are you saying? Like, how is this manifesting? To the point where fans were almost like, they almost completely turned on Sanya and were on Team Drew because they felt like it got to a point where she couldn't articulate herself and she was almost like wanting to have beef with Drew for no reason. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, okay, I'm Team Drew no matter what now. So... She's enough. Her and Marlo. Oh boy. Maybe Sheree too. Honestly, Sheree at least gives good reads and good shades. So she'll probably be okay. But they got to, you know, Sheree sometimes her memory, she actually, she doesn't remember a lot of the stuff that happened or tweeted or said or something. So maybe that, that whole like left couch, I don't know what, you know, I'm assuming they all sit together, but who knows, but I'm a, that whole like alliance might need to, to double back a few times and maybe watch a couple more episodes and do a little homework. We're going to assigned reading. That's what we'll do. We're (laughs) going to give them some assigned reading to do for this reunion. I hate that they've already shot it because we could have maybe slid in their DMs and said, hey, I can help you out if you need a little help, you know? (laughs) I feel like with Sonya, though, there's something about her that I really enjoy where it's, Same. I don't know. I, I, I like her on the show. I don't know how I feel about her when it comes to like some of these conflicts. And I do think it's really odd that she's so closely aligned with Marlo of all people, but like, a choice. okay, it's a choice, <laughs> but also I'm, I'm glad that she's there. I really am. I'm glad that she's a housewife. I love, so I, I went on a rant <laughs> on, which isn't uncommon if you follow me, but I went on a rant uh, recently, let me just say, I love this whole cast. I think yeah. this is a phenomenal cast. Add someone if you want to, perfectly fine with me, but I like this iteration. I feel like everyone everyone on this show is value added. I see mm. exactly what they contribute. I love it. I feel like Candy is having one of her best seasons. Wow. Which she's been on here since season two. Oh That's God. hard to say. I feel like this is definitely one of her best seasons. Wow, so wow, wow. The girl, I, I love it all. I say that to say they oof <laughs> this cast people sometimes kind of make it seem like because they don't agree with someone they need to be fired solely for that reason 
And so, like, people were saying, like, oh, my God, Marlo is the biggest flop. Or they'll say, like, Sanya is the biggest flop. Like, why mm-hmm. did they become housewives? I don't get it. What's, what's going on? What's happening? And I'm like, I might not be on a housewife's team, but I definitely can say where you add value. And I think mm-hmm. everyone on this cast adds value. So, so like, root for Marlo or Sanya being fired makes no sense to me because this has been a great season. Like, especially compared to last season, I feel like this has been, like, leaps and bounds better. Like, we're getting back to, like, it feels fresh, but it also feels, like, super nostalgic, too. Mm-hmm. And I like the way it feels. So, to root against, like, to actively root for people to get fired just because you don't like that they're like feuding with candy or Kenya. It's weird because it's also, you have to realize that they're helping to bring out the best in the housewives that you love. Like there you go. We're seeing them at their best. So why remove those factors and then almost like take your favorites down a notch in a way. Mm-hmm. Weird. That's such a good point. The <laughs> idea that you're bringing out the best at this person who you might not like because they're not on the side of whomever you stand, but they're actually mm-hmm. bringing out the best of that person is incredibly. I think that's a really important perspective. Like, and it's it's a difference than like respect your villain. It's the idea that you're actually that this person is actually helping mm-hmm. directly or otherwise the person who you have you know in your favor who or the person that you favor on the cast. I think that's Mm -hmm. incredibly important. That's a great perspective. Thank you. People just need to like, I, I just say before you root against someone, make sure that they're not like actively, like I can, I can make the case that a couple of Beverly Hills housewives aren't necessarily adding value to the show Mm -hmm. but I feel like everyone in Atlanta is really doing their job like this has been a great season everyone is kind of like everyone's showing up we don't have people like one of my my pet peeves with housewives is when people feel like they get to a point where they just feel like oh whether or not I come to this event won't matter I don't really need to do Mm. this I don't need to participate in that I'm I'm too above this then I'm like okay you've got to get out of here because now what are you doing for the show? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like everyone, no one on the show is at that level. They still always participate. I feel like when Kenya does it, she does it to get a rise out of the other girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she ends up showing up anyway. Like her uh, not staying, what, at Marlo's house in, what was it, Blue Blue Ridge or whatever? Blue Stone. No, it's yeah. like Blue Stone Manor. That's what blue it is. Blue, blue Ridge Mountains. Blue Ridge Mountains. Blue yes. Something. So there are mountains and they're blue. Something yeah. with another word. Another word is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, like, she wouldn't stay, she refused to stay with them the first night, but then she just, like, shows up with all of her bags the next night and still wouldn't talk to Marlo. I'm like, mm-hmm. that—that that isn't Kenya being, like, a diva. That's literally her purposely trying to get under Marlo's skin because you know, mm-hmm. she knows she can. And then running from her and like, having Marlo chase is so ridiculous, but it's, like, mission accomplished because she did exactly everything that Kenya wanted her to do. Absolutely. And it's petty and it's manipulative and it's yes. really good TV. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, how pissed can I like be, guys? <laughs> I like it too. Listen, you are welcome back on AG anytime. I, we oh. talked, we've talked about this before offline. And I just want to say as a, a public service announcement that, guys, the newest episode of Married to Medicine, if you are not watching to Married to Medicine, <laughs> if you are not watching to Married to Medicine, if you are not watching Married to Medicine, you yes. need to get on this train now the episode that just came out this week to me one of the strongest episodes of any show 
on Bravo, on reality Ooh. TV this year. And that's going to stand the test of time in whatever the fuck month we're in, allegedly August through December <laughs> 31. I'm telling you, if you guys are, like storytelling, if you're unhappy or you're enjoying BH, if you are unhappy or you're enjoying Atlanta, mm-hmm. if you are technically, uh, you know, raising your hand in class for Dubai, you just got to watch Married to Medicine. It's giving absolutely everything on every level. It's impeccable storytelling. Can I say one thing before we wrap up? Absolutely. I literally. Absolutely. Is bless you. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Bless you. I literally, for all of you that don't watch Married to Medicine, I feel I'm jealous of you that you mm. get to go back oh and start from the beginning. Oh, my God. And binge this show. Like, that is going to be one of the best binges of your life. Married to Medicine is so, I always call it Bravo's best show because it I is. need people Same. to realize it's that it's that the good. best show on. It's, it's it so is the best good. show on Bravo. Hands oh down. my god, I'm the biggest Mariah Huck fan. You don't realize Mariah Huck Whoa. makes me laugh. I, I love love. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, are you a quad girl? <laughs> I'm a Dr. Simone apologist. I oh, I love laughs. Simone. I love everything about her. She's in my top five, and she's not a housewife. She's in my housewife top five. I have a um, a folder on my phone that like I keep like random clips and memes and stuff and you know content creator you know we all we all have one <laughs> and I have about probably ten different oh Simone laughing clips oh in there God. just just for so a moment good. like I love it, I feel like nature heals every time she laughs mm-hmm. somewhere I don't know what it is but it's just mm-hmm. it's a warm hug from mom is what it is. Yes. <laughs> Oh my God, guys, if you're not watching, write yourself a prescription. And I say, and I'm assuming if you're a Mariah Stan that you agree with this, you got to start with season one. Oh, absolutely. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yes. And you know, it's a great show because the cast, the core cast has barely changed since this show has started. So that tells you something right there. Go, go, go watch it. Go watch it's it. People giving Potomac in the sense of look mm-hmm. at how many OGs are not only still in the cast, but necessary and integral yes. to the continued success of the show. And the fact yes. that married to medicine, there are so many OGs who are still a part and OGs who return and do so like incredibly smoothly. Like the mm-hmm. transition to getting quad back full time was, I thought really strong and yeah. Really, really smart and I'm so glad she's there but and then you've got your spiritual OGs Dr. Heavenly to me one of the strongest mid-franchise casting choices of any show on Bravo regardless of how you feel she's incredible television absolutely I I was anti-heavenly for a few seasons just because she was always in conflict with Mariah who was my favorite Mm. love Mariah but never have I denied heavenly is amazing TV heavenly is one of the funniest people on Bravo. Mm-hmm. The fact that they had a whole intervention for her and she laughed at every clip that they played. I was like, oh, heavenly. Only heavenly would laugh while these people are truly hurting about the things that she's saying about them. Kendrick, you're going to see that full circle when you see the new episode because she oh, talks gosh. about the pain underneath the laughter. Oh. And I, when they saw, when I saw like the teaser for this week's episode, I was like, oh, okay, got it. But I didn't believe her totally when she mm-hmm. has like a moment of um, apologizing to Contessa. Mm-hmm. But when she opens up about her childhood, I'm telling mm. you, it's very impactful. 
I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you're coming back. We need to talk about Married to Medicine when that happens because I can't get enough. Tell the EGs a little bit about your podcast and where to follow you on social. Absolutely. So I hi everyone. I'm Kendrick Tucker, obviously. And I have a podcast called Reality and Comics Too, because I talk all things scripted and unscripted TV. So mm. my main episode every week is usually reality TV focused. So I'm that person that loves all Real Housewives. I watch every, I, you know, I watch every franchise. Mm-hmm. Love Love Island. Uh, I love mm. own networks reality shows like Bell Collective, Love and Marriage, mm. Huntsville, and DC. You know where Monique Samuels lives now. Uh, I watch all of those things. I also have a strong emphasis for I love Marvel. So usually my bonus episode is something scripted. Usually one of the like new Marvel shows, movies, or I might talk about, you know, one of my shows like Industry that, you know, oh. Sarah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of, but Sarah's I love it. not a fan. Someone but... needs to be. Someone needs to speak yes. on behalf of the industry. I, I hold community. it down. I hold it down You're holding it down. You're holding it down. <laughs> Y'all can find me anywhere you find... Uh, Probably anywhere you find uh, Andy's girls, you can, you can find that. me there. Apple, Spotify, Google, everywhere. Reality and Comics 2. Also, find me on Instagram at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. Come for the memes. Stay for the rants and the stories. <laughs> <laughs> and you are, I have to say, a great follow. Thank I really you. do. I love As are you. <laughs> Thank you. And guys, you should be following us both. Uh, Dane yes. Galley on Instagram. And listen, a new um, Satchel Spectacular is going up on the EG Patreon, the number one way to support the pod you get exclusive bonus episodes and so much more patreon.com slash andy's girls i want to know your thoughts on all things beverly hills atlanta dubai married to medicine and so much more so slide into my dms on instagram at dame galley shoot me an email with a long form satchel of gold for the upcoming patreon satchel spectacular andy's girls show at gmail.com and let me know your thoughts and feels because i want to include it celebrate it explore it disagree with it unpack it all on an upcoming patreon app Thank you so much, Kendrick, for coming on AG. This was a total delight, honestly. Thank this you. Really... Thank you. I feel like you've unlocked the portion of my brain because I, <laughs> I I do comedy mostly on mine, so it's good to actually use my vocabulary sometimes, yes. <laughs> which I don't do often. So this was great. <laughs> well, I love that, and I'm I. This was such a light because I'm gonna tell you, you've been seeing on my social. I was very traumatized. Yes. Experience <laughs> thinking that I could hear a bird being literally murdered by my fishing unit so i just want to say as an ally to the pigeon community i'm so glad that that fucking bird is okay even though it did absolutely um fuck with me i was -hmm. traumatized um and not just because i got to watch and remember why the cast hated denise but um guys i hope you are all doing okay and enjoyed this episode as much as i did and we will chat with you soon Bye bye